0: There's the whole crowd of men out there who need this. Welcome to the case study. This case study will be marked down in time, known to all as the record keeper of the historic rise of the woke man. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, welcome, gentlemen. I don't know if any women will be listening to this, but quite frankly, I don't care. What I want is to see the change in man. Yes, that's hurt. The change in man. This is the Man series, where you hear the stories of men who changed, who laid to rest their old ways of thinking, and who opened up and started expressing their truth, revealing emotion, strengthening their self-awareness and breaking free from the old paradigm of being a man this is going to help men find the courage to open up to break the shackles of toxic masculinity and to guide them home in becoming a better man let's go oh by the way it's luca luca reedy from the feeling alive podcast and The Woke Man is a sub-series. You're welcome. Welcome to The Woke Man series, the greatest case study on man. Where we talk about the conscious journey of men. This is something that is very new to this world. We're breaking the old paradigm of what it means to be a man. In my experience, narcissistic behavior is fucking out the door. And you just want to be a more whole person. And I'm here with my man, Tim Frey. Brother, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me?
1: Super excited to share the journey and the stories I've got.
0: Mm, me too, brother. I was actually at where we first met the other night, the Shady Shack in Bali, and I, was, mm. I had a memory of like you and I just chatting because the girls, our partners were meeting up, and we tagged along. And um, we were just sharing each other's stories, and we've got a very similar story, you know, of the, the, the drugs, the party, um, sort of having to break free of like that and stuff following your own heart and doing what you want to do and um, I'm excited to share your journey man but you know it's, it's interesting to see where we were there and where we are now and, and look what sort of evolved from that so okay. first question brother where'd you grow up where do you live now
1: Mate, I grew up in uh, north of Perth, North River, so Kingsley, Woodvale, Wanneroo, um, currently living in Perth, um, down in a suburb called Motherloo, for those not aware of Perth, uh, which is, yeah, it's a fantastic spot. Um, Perth is, is like a real blessing to grow up in, because it's, it's kind of chilled, yeah. but it's got a, a city vibe as well, and she loves to do, she loves open space and beaches and stuff like that as well, so yeah, Perth really.
0: Yeah, sweet man. It's a, a north north of the river. Once you stay north you like once you grow up north you don't you don't do south, eh? It's like you're north nah, for life.
1: No. I went over the narrows bridge the other day when we were going down south for my birthday and I was like, Oh no, lock the doors. It's gonna happen <laughs> down here. Yeah, I feel you,
0: man. I'm oh. like Perth doesn't go don't do south, Perth is north only. Yeah. Maybe oh, Sorry like for there, anyone yeah. south of
1: the river. Yeah, is cool. It's like its own little island.
0: Yeah, totally, man. I feel the same. Um how old how old are you now?
1: Man, I turned 29, which feels like it went so fast. I feel like I was 21 like two weeks ago doing dumb shit. Um, Dude. And now I'm
0: 29 trying to be a work bloke. You know what they say, man. It's like <laughs> they, they reckon, this is what I hear anyway, uh, They the 30s are your best. Like yeah. 20s are like you're figuring shit out and then you get into your 30s and it's just fucking like, you know what's going on. You're after, You're on a mission. Like you've got money in the bank. Well, hopefully at least anyway you know it just it's like yeah. it's better you know who you are
1: yeah 100 so. percent i think it's like that uh, bow analogy where you're just drawing back the bow and then it gets released once you get it's to the fucking butt. boom man 361 days away from being 30 so don't give me that
0: yeah well i've got like three weeks so i'm going into the dirty 30 mode jesus we'll you're see how it looks grow out the mustache and just get the real 30 on yeah get real dirty eh? yeah maybe I do look quite seedy with a moustache. Um, yep. All right. So next question: What do you what do you do for a living right now, man? Man, I am. I would say
1: gym owner, um, business owner. Everyone likes to say, just say you're you're a small business owner or whatever. But a coach, uh, in a sense of the word, we have been my gym, Helix Gym. Um, we do like a high end, premium strength conditioning service uh, for. For people that don't really know what that is, it's like, um, imagine what you see in college in those video clips of them training athletes, uh, with like chains, bands, you know, everyone getting around each other, you know, big squats, power cleans, snatches, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's basically what we do is like a college strength conditioning setup in Perth Yeah, um, at my gym. Uh, so yeah, we were doing that. Uh, we have been doing that. COVID-19 kicked us in the nuts and we had a two-month layoff um, with no in-person training and then we've been back for two weeks now, uh, which has been fantastic uh on top of that i do some mindset work as well so i met luca he uh came and did breath breathwork session on our training camp in bali mm. um which was over new Year's z which was super fun so uh
0: training camp facilitator and strength and you, coach business owner fuck yeah and you that mindset stuff is like what i what i think is so powerful with that is like you're getting guys and 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 ladies as well go into that retreat that training camp and just be like never really touched on that sort of stuff and what was mm. that one thing you do where it was um cry is it cry hour or cry cry, cry day yeah cry day so, so what's
1: that so we have a seven day training camp on the last day obviously i've designed the whole thing so you're bonding with everyone in the camp some people you'd be like fuck that i don't want to talk to that person yeah you're going to get put together and you're going to have to become friends with them one way or another and it's like Tony Robbins does it when you stare at someone for like four minutes, you can see the truth behind what they're about. And you realize that everyone's just a person on the back end of it. So cry day is basically you've got two minutes and you have to say what you think about the person on the other end for two whole minutes staring into their eyes at the end of the seven days. And they have to do the same in reverse. And then you change and you do it with every single person on camp. So we've done Fuck, it dude. for five camps in a row. Really fucking intense, uh, mm-hmm. but a really good thing. You've got the ability to break someone or make someone, mm. and it's always going to be make someone, but sometimes mm. someone will tell you something that you don't want to fucking hear, but really it's just a mirror for them or it could be the truth for you.
0: Fuck, that's so powerful, man. I love that when I heard that. I'm like out. I am like, cry <laughs> like, Fuck yes, I want to jump in. And Nicklam. like... So, uh, so what was it like when you actually did your first eye gazing? I remember what it was like for me. It was fucking awkward as fuck and intimidating. Yeah. How was it? Like explain the first moment when you like first did eye gazing and where was it?
1: I did it on um, a real movement project camp in Brisbane. Um, this was in 2015. So basically similar setup, but more like training with gym owners. Um, so there was about 12 of us and everyone's like a fucking unit, so like man beast. Full tats, like real mm. alpha A-type personalities, and then at the end of it, we do cry day, and like everyone's fucking crying, and it's mm. like just breaks a stereotype completely. Fuck, and so I was good. looking, I was looking in my mentor's eyes, and he was like, you know, you're a, you know, small but powerful guy, and I can really like feel that energy when I'm around you. Um, and that, that kind of just broke me because I've never really had like a bloke or a man look me in the eye and tell me the truth,
0: you know, because it's mm. a lot of the
1: time it's like oh, I'm not really going to tell you what I think because I've been looked at like a pussy.
0: Fuck, dude. i um, man, that's that is so powerful, and I think that's that like you know it's starting to in, interject into public so much more now with you doing your cry days and more and more men's groups popping up. It's just fucking like, even like I did it with a chick once at a uh, breathwork thing, and it was like all the sexual shit comes up, hey, eh? because you're like, oh, yeah. does she think I want to like bang her or something? Like, is this sexual? It. It's it brings up all this shit in your head, hey. Eh? And then your man
1: is like, yeah, obviously she wants to bang me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally.
0: She's only human. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, next one. What, what's one thing you're really good at, man?
1: <clears throat> one thing I'm really good at is just calling it how it is um, and telling the truth. Um, mm. I would say, like, if I've got a grudge or a bone to pick with someone, I'll just say it to them. I won't hold it in. There's no, mm. like, there's no black and white with me. Me and my partner always get into that. It's like something fizzes me off. I'm going to tell her straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good and I'm also aware that's a reflection on me in a way. Mm. I'm not a conscious man thing is like uh everything piss you off and other people is a shadow of things you don't like about yourself. Amen. So like I'm pretty I'm pretty self aware, it's like something pisses me off, I'm like, Why the fuck does this annoy me? Yeah. Because it's probably a little bit part of me.
0: Yeah, totally. You probably don't recognise it in the moment, you just let it out and then it's like I don't know, this is the case for me is like sometimes you you revisit it and you go, Ah, oh, fuck, I apologize. Like, yeah, what where, and then you reflect, you know, inside yourself. Yeah. Sometimes you don't pick it up straight away, let's be honest, but is that the case? 100%. Um, yeah. Usually it's a bit of an ego kicking, which uh, I'm trying to drop the ego and I've
1: been going through the Ego is the Enemy um, book for mm. a while. Um, but, yeah, it's something that's so ingrained for such a long time that yeah. it's a yeah. habit and you always like, why me, why me, why me, and, you know, be the fucking victim and then you're like, cool, step up, be a man, be the leader. Take ownership. Yeah, take ownership. Let's do it. For you, bro. What's, what's your biggest fear right now? My biggest fear right now. Um, yeah, we're deep in a change in the business, very deep in a change. So I guess things aren't panning out, but I always trust my gut on what I think and I know mm-hmm. it always pays off. But like I'm deep in a f- moment of doubt where my mentors are doubting me, my friends are doubting me, my family's doubting me, my staff are doubting me. And in the mm-hmm. back of my head, I know this is the right thing to do and i just got to push forward and smash my head through the brick wall, um, so to speak, on, on what everyone else thinks. So I think, you know, some of the greatest people over time are criticised for their <laughs> doing the wrong thing and then it was right. But I'm not trying to say I'm the greatest person all the time here. <laughs> but, you know, I use it as a but metaphor for business. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe yeah. in the strength, strength and conditioning field. But, yeah, I guess just...
0: People doubting me and uh, can't wait to prove them wrong. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting that, dude. Like I was listening to uh, Robert Kiyosaki the other day and he was saying, for those who don't know, he's the guy who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, one of the, um, a billionaire. And he says, have a look at what the public are doing and everyone and do the exact opposite. Mm. Basically, it's like, you know, if you know it's right and people aren't voting for it, and if you're looking into your heart and you're saying, this is the right thing, Go for it. Fucking do it. You, yeah. you might piss people off, but at the end of the day, you're following your heart.
1: You are. 100%. That's how I feel about like the fitness game. You know, Everyone's charging about the same, and everyone's doing about the same service. And I'm like, do I want to be the same as everyone else? No fucking yeah. way I want to be the same as
0: everyone else, so yeah. I'm going up. That's good, man. That's good. Trust your vision. What's your favorite quote, man? Um easy choices hard
1: life hard choices easy life by jersey gregowitz um mm-hmm. he is a famous polish weightlifter who was on the tim Ferriss podcast um a couple of years ago really good um heaps of lessons from him he's a uh olympic weightlifter poet and strength coach um and he coached yeah no he like a dude that's, says, um, wow
0: that's a, such a mix
1: Yeah, he said he um, went to one of his poetry mentors and they were like, it's going to take you 20 years to get good at poetry. Are you willing to do that? And he was like, yeah, fuck yeah, like 20 years. Wow, that's That's fucking deep love for the work, eh? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's my favourite quote. I would say that all the time, especially in my life at the moment. It's like the hard fucking choice is to upset people, but in the long term, it is the best thing I need to do and have courage to do the thing that everyone thinks you're fucking crazy to do. Mm -hmm. I feel you, brother. What
0: is a conscious man to you?
1: A conscious man for me, I think men have the power to be very um, destructive or on the opposite side, they can bring a lot of people up. So understanding that one has the power to make or break relationships and change people's lives Every single man in the world has that. Mm. Um, but being conscious of the choices that you make and the choices you can make and the effect it has on other people. And always just having a step back with like outside of the reaction of things, having mm. a step back and saying, hey, um, this is me. Why am I feeling this? Is this my decision? Um, rather than just reacting and always, um, mm-hmm. you know, leading, leading with the balls almost. Almost like patience in the moment and
0: self inquiry. Yeah, in one way or another. You summed that up well. I was just was going off on tangents. No, I like that, man. You've got to explain it deeply. <laughs> I tend to just always wrap everyone's summaries up. So, yeah, I like well, the yeah. rapid fire questions. Yeah, it's like they're good. Short, sharp bang. What's one thing that challenges you right now? Is it the gym thing, the same fear you got?
1: No, nah, one thing that challenges me right now would be like redefining purpose um everyone always says life's in stages and you're like cool am i at the end of a stage at the moment am i in a stage or am i at the start of a new stage um, mm-hmm. so i'm just trying to like like what is my purpose as a coach as a mindset coach as a um camp facilitator in these hard times um it's yeah. basically probably like a thing that i'm going through at the moment
0: it's like creating a new identity at the moment is it yeah I would yeah. say so. That is a challenge, man, when you shake old layers off and you sort of just got to go. I, I get it I get it occasionally too. It's like, fuck, like you seem so certain and you seem like you're going in a good direction, then shit sort of just changes a bit and you're like, fuck, what, what am I? Who am I? What do I do? Mm. Like, but you know, you still just stay stay in your true north and you're good to go.
1: Yeah, it was, I went through this, I did my master in NLP training with um, Paul Alessio and after that it was like, 14 days um of just like hardcore learning and unpacking your own bullshit and learning your identities and understanding yourself and after that for like six months i was like i'm a pile of mush like i Mm. nothing is wrong nothing is right everything is wrong everything is right so what should i actually do do i actually have to do what i think i've got to do because i think i have got to do it it's like a real fucking paradox it's like you don't have to do anything but you do as well and like mm. are you happy because you start questioning everything when you've got an understanding of what consciousness is and what um like life
0: is and what meaning is and what yeah. people's actions are <laughs> fuck dude i know he's, oh man that you, i mean questioning everything is fucking great but there's that point where you're just confused though because you question yeah. too much yeah yeah i feel that you're just
1: kind of got to take it for face value of like okay man yeah maybe an apple apple is an apple but just because someone named it an apple 2000 years ago doesn't is it really an apple really yeah an apple? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I mean, is your is your name really luca but it's just the sound that someone gave you in english yeah it's like
0: when you. dude <laughs> when you like i used to get into these stages where i um i see like a word and you know when you get it you get a word and you're like and you say it really slowly and you're like what does that even like that is that even a word? Like. Luca, I don't know, I don't get it much anymore, but I used to get it where I'm like, what the fuck is that word? Yeah, anyway. even came up with that word. Like, Luca is a cool word though, like that's a good word. <laughs> Thanks brother. <laughs> What's unconditional love mean to you?
1: Um, it's, for me, it comes, it really resonates with like a partnership um, with someone that you're with whether that be a man woman or anything uh, or any unspecified gender um which yeah. we're rocking with in 2020 um unconditional love will be loving them through thick and thin um whatever it means um and then how that presents um if the love is truly unconditional yeah which is also another mm. spanner in the works because you never really know because you like then you always second guess yourself as well you're like yeah. is this really it and ask greener and then is this it but i was like cool trust my gut and this gut because it is unconditional so yeah, cool. Brother. But what if you don't trust yourself? Sorry, I'm getting deep here. Huh? You are, man. You're quite,
0: you are quite deep. I like that. It's, it's um, I mean, you clearly question a lot of things. Like, I think that takes. A, that's a good philosopher, always questioning things, man, and just going, what is the truth here? I don't, yeah. I, like, a lot of people put truth and love together. Like, and, you know, the biggest answer to this is, that I've seen across all the guys that I've interviewed so far is is just acceptance and like, mm. you think about conditions. Like I've I've loved so many people conditionally. Like oh you're so good. Even in the vegan world, bro. Like I know you did a YouTube video on this and I had a good laugh because <laughs> oh, I I can't come, believe you watched it. Man, I've come full circle. Like I did a podcast with Mason Taylor from Superfeast the other day, mm. and he him and I just were like stop fighting i mean we just you know it was all about b- being inclusive the essence yep. of it and, t- and being and having um discernment for your yep. own self what's good for you not what's good for fucking a thousand other people and forcing it down their yep. throat like the bible yeah. was forced down their throat Great. i've been there done that preached everything but i've come full circle um and it's like i was condi- conditionally Forcing my compassion and love and respect onto people that fit into my category of what's right. Yeah, I wouldn't accept them if they ate meat. I'd inside. I mean, externally, <laughs> I might, but but outside, inside, I'm just like, nah, dude. No wonder you got fucking issues. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just um, acceptance. I, are and, you
1: still eating meat? Are you still eating vegan? Vegan.
0: Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm just. Okay. Um, I think I me for that's my own personal values of like uh consciousness and like animals it's just my own yep. belief on that um but i have interviewed a medical doctor a functional medicine doctor and he was vegan for like fuck eight years vegetarian for like 12 and now he's like a functional medicine doctor right he's like it's all like yeah he eats oysters he looks at he eats organic meats when he like knows that his body's asking for it like it's this guy's phenomenal and he's sort of mm. like you know push something in me i'm like why did he change and he said to me he was on the back of my scooter in bali and he goes nah man i was so unhealthy i was so unhealthy and i know there's all the you know the, the vegan documentaries out and for the vegans listening to this before you start emailing me just chill um, <laughs> like everyone has their own perspective everyone is as unique as their own fingerprint just because a doctor says it's all well and good like have that discernment I'm going on a tangent here, bro, but like, no, that's cool. I like I, it. I think it is just that discernment to really know what's good for you. Because if you come back and do what's good for you, and you're in a good state, and you know you're doing this self work, this inner work, you end up becoming a more compassionate person anyway, and your values change over time. Yeah, like, isn't that what we want? More love, and more compassion
1: the only point i'm going to add with that is you'll find a doctor that will preach anything and everything like there'll be some doctor that you can just get behind and be like the carnivore doctor the keto doctor the vegan doctor the vegetarian yeah, the pescatarian. and they will find articles and cherry pick things to make it seem like that is the best thing when really like a balanced diet is going to be the best thing for a lot yeah, of people like if you've totally. got a special uh, philosophical belief about animals and whatever and that's cool too like everyone's got their own thing but yeah like you said don't push it on other people because I've been That's down it, that bro. path too. I'm like, meat is the best. I only say meat is the best just to wind people up and get some form of reaction and engagement on stuff because I know it really pisses people off. And obviously if you uh, are <laughs> on the fence with a lot of things, you're not going to resonate with a lot of people. So it's kind of like take a side and, and find your tribe.
0: Mm, yeah, dude, I feel that we, um, a bit like, contradictory. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you know, like, fuck, it's an inclusive conversation. Let's yeah. have it. it. It brings out different answers and, yeah, anyway, well, before we go down on that spiral, let's, let's move on. This is the last question for the quick fire. Do you believe in a greater power, and what is that to you? Yeah, 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 it's, uh, that's a hard question.
1: I do believe in something. I'm not sure what that something is. Is it a Christ? Is it a God? Is it whatever? Maybe not, um, but I do believe that there is something. I've gone down the rabbit hole of simulation theory before. Um, simulation um, theory? like the the matrix like this is a simulation and we are part of someone else's game and i'm like fuck. (laughs) if you go down on it and you really think like there are times in your life where you thought something is going to happen and then it happens and Mm -hmm. it's like there's no bullshit no woo-woo i'm not trying to be like fucking spiritual and shit but everyone has had that that point in their life where it's like is that random and could that Mm -hmm. be truly random um i do believe there is something i'm not sure what that is and i'm not gonna yeah. put on my tinfoil hat and say you know we're in the fucking sims and this is the matrix but yeah i do believe there is something and i haven't explored that because yeah. you know me i'm probably gonna think that through a million times
0: <laughs> did, did you did you ever get into the secret like yeah watch that was that is that yeah. sort of how you connect it like you go well you know there is something there like thoughts do create something they connect to something like what that is yeah. you just don't know
1: it is all energy and, you know, we are made of energy and we're putting out good frequencies towards things and, and opposite, like, we're going to attract things and there's law of attraction and those kind of things. A lot of people will say, oh, it's it's all fucking quack, but yeah. But then, like, you can't think your way to a result either. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to get fit, I want to get lean, I want to get healthy, but just thinking about it, it's not going to do anything. You need to do the thing.
0: Yeah, that's why I say law of attraction has the word action in it. Yeah. It gets, you know, my I think of my family and, and and sort of my that environment that's like oh the lotto got to buy the lotto <sighs> yeah I won't get in that debate but basically <laughs> don't don't sit back and wait for the lotto check is like go out there and fucking achieve that you know to take the action yeah. what is it one step you can take every day
1: 100% I fully agree with that
0: mm. all right bro now let's get into the real questions the real raw main questions there's 11 here you can go you can go as real and raw as you want the the essence of what you say will help those that resonate with you most that are yet to take that path. You know, Mm -hmm. who, who is that person stepping out now and going, fuck, there's something more to life I need to know. And then your story will help them. So what did your life look like as unwoke and what's it look like now? Cool. Um, Deep rabbit hole. Uh, Let's get into it. So it was probably
1: like I got out of my first proper relationship as an adult um, when I was about 21. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I was like, okay, cool. I've been in a relationship for three years. I haven't lived. I haven't done the things that all the boys do and they get drunk and try to have sex with women and whatnot. And one thing leads to another and someone offers up some substances on a night out and you're like, all right, cool. And then you would like, going down that path of trying to get stats and trying to bed women and um, just trying to do anything to do that. It doesn't really matter. It's really boys, 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 and then, you know, girls are separate and, yeah, whole fucking ego thing. But mm. basically just being unaware of what I was doing because society told me that I should be doing it and that young boys that are 21, 22, 23, 24 should be chasing tail, trying to get as many stats as they can, especially, like, in mm-hmm. the circles I was in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where that leads for me. And then where I'm at now is probably doing a lot of self work and then having guys like you um, to look up to or even have in my sphere of influence. Where if I had a question about being not woke or like getting on my own bullshit, I had someone to go to. I feel like this, what we're doing right now, was not available 10 yeah, years ago 10. when I was going through all this shit. And I had no role models. I had nothing. It's probably in the last three to four years where I've had role models and I've had male friends that I could talk about this stuff with mm. and I realized I'm not alone you know when mm-hmm. I excluded myself from my circle of friends and I said cool like maybe it wasn't their fault and it probably wasn't their fault but I was like I can't not be with you guys and not do the fun things and do the mm. things I'm trying to not do anymore so I had to cut myself out of it and that's when I went interesting cool I've got no mates um I'm starting afresh and I'm just going to put my head into my business
0: Wow, man. So now it's like in terms of the actions that you do, yeah. like I mean, I know you've got a beautiful partner, Steph. You're very much like <clears throat> you do the self-work. You're on your business. You're not doing the shit that's going to harm you anymore mm. and like prevent you from becoming a better, better person and creating a better life.
1: Yeah, I went full like 180 when all this stuff happened. I was like, cool, not drinking, not doing drugs, not going out, never going to see the back of a nightclub. I'm going to bed at 9, a.m., 9 mm. p.m. every day. Like, that was me. And then, like, lately, probably the last year, I'm like, well, I'll have a wine, you know. Yeah, nice. Um, We'll go out. We'll have, you know, we'll have a bit of a fun. Like, we'll have a bit of a boogie and, like, you know, not be a full fucking, like, straight down the line. It's more like I'm straight down the line, but, you know, I'm a bit of a
0: twisty. Totally, brother. You know, it's fucking funny you say that because I've just come to that realisation too. I've been 18 months sober um, Mm. because I was fucking very much, like, party, drugs, like, it was my go to and we'll talk about like vices and that in a sec but like i've just come around like the twisty thing i'm like it's not about it's not about alcohol is like killing me alcohol is not a bad thing it was my necessity for that drink it was like how my relationship with that drink was the unhealthy thing mm. um and so actually my first drink is going to be on my 30th in a couple of weeks since for 18 months so i'm looking forward to it actually is nice gonna hurt yeah really I can't handle
1: hangovers like I used to.
0: Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see how carried <laughs> away I get. I think uh, we're only just going to get one bottle. So yeah. it's, it's Enjoy a, you know, it. and, and you know what? I'm like, fuck yeah. This is what life's about, man. It's like, I think we can get, we can go the other way. We can have everything and just have no discipline. And then we can have like almost too much in the sense mm. that the things around us start becoming unhealthy and boring. Mm. Boring is I the agree. word
1: i like that uh i we do a thing at the gym called the 75 hard which is by someone called andy frisella and basically you do two workouts a day read 10 pages of a book drink four and a half liters of water um and then there's a few other things but you do it for 75 days and you get a massive transformation and after the challenge everyone loses their shit like no one can stick to it they feel like they've got no purpose no meaning wow. no direction whatever and i'm like cool did you not expect this like that is not sustainable you can't train twice a day read do all that stuff stick to a diet blah blah blah, for that long wow. and then after it feel like you've got no direction like everyone as soon as you finish 75 days of doing something Everyone's hard like- out you're you're like you're immediately like i'm gonna eat
0: pizza i'm gonna yeah. smoke a bomb i'm gonna do whatever i'm gonna do yeah. you know what i mean what so what, are you gonna create something a bit different to that like what's the solution do you feel dude to be honest i work best
1: when i have time to think about solutions and creative problems and those kind of things but when you're like so balls deep in in business and just getting by from the coronavirus yeah like my creative expression has just been like slashed yeah fair um, enough. but at, at some point i will
0: yeah yeah something a bit more sustainable hey mm. so <clears throat> was alcohol your biggest vice no nah, it was definitely like party drugs was yeah. the
1: the big thing ecstasy um, at speed time, mdma nah, yeah just pills really yeah. um Pills was was where it was at. Uh for especially when we were growing up, it was like the festival. yeah It was time. fucking huge, yeah. eh? Yeah. Everyone was like, it was fucking like twenty bucks a pill and you know, go to Future Music. Uh, yeah. Take one every hour and see how you go. And then um yeah, it was a lot of like <laughs> New Year's Eve stuff planted <laughs> out nine PM, ten PM, eleven PM, midnight, and then you'll be good till five AM.
0: You could have a good laugh at it, eh? The fucking shit. Like uh, me, man, I was like, fuck, I'm the same, man. Get a 10-pack on New Year's Eve <laughs> yeah. and just hook in and then you've absolutely fucked and you realise the, the three days afterwards you want to kill yourself. Like, legit, man, it's so down. Yeah,
1: I think it took me a good two years to, like, recover. Like, I went, yeah. like, drug-free. and you know, I haven't done anything since the time of I mean, probably mid-20s. Um, and I'm awesome, 30 man. now. Awesome. Um, and then it was probably, like, a good two years where I had, like, probably low-level depression, anxiety like i was not in a good headspace mm. mental health wise and then you're just doubting everything and there's all the other things like people don't realize that there is a long-term effect of drug use and party oh. drugs and whatnot you're not meant to put these chemicals in your body this is not On good the nervous for nervous imbalance yeah
0: the nervous system should <laughs> be fucking wired as fucking you wonder why you get anxious yeah yeah I, I agree man the detox process is fucking long
1: yeah right. i had the same thing from coffee um in america when i lived in america i was a coach there I was drinking Starbucks, like I was drinking like a fucking gallon of Starbucks, almost not a gallon, but like a huge cup. Yeah. I was having a pop of coffee. And this was just six months. I got back and I had like um, neural fatigue from just drinking so much coffee. And Fuck. that was like, I had to go I had to go six months cold Turkey just to get back to like a normal level.
0: Wow, well, are you back on coffee now?
1: Yeah, I do. But then once I have like more than two a day, it's like anxiety city. Eh? Yeah, same dude. Same, yeah. I saw
0: you had your almond milk coffee on the video.
1: Yeah, it was. I, I drink them anyway. Um, oh, I do. I drink up, yeah, I oh, drink them right.
0: every day. <laughs> <laughs> I had a laugh because you're sort of taking the piss out of it.
1: <clears throat> yeah, of course. It's yeah, that's be. that's funny.
0: Um, what emotion challenged you most in that period, bro? I've got five emotions that men sort of struggle with most. That's anxiety, shame, guilt, fear, and anger. Which of those troubled you?
1: Probably guilt for um, not ending, but pausing a lot of relationships with the boys. Mm. Um, relationships that were set about drugs, alcohol, and, and partying. You know, mm. they were formed. They were formed on the back of that. And I feel like sometimes we get together now with those guys, and it's like we just reminisce on old times. You know, and yeah. all those old times were like on the old shit we used to do.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that mm. sort of ties into the next question is like it, so you contribute that guilt to the past a past experience yeah is there anything before when? that anything before you guys that guilt came up
1: um not really like we have a, a big family history of depression and mental health issues um so it'd probably be like guilt that i could have let myself down that same path with my actions mm,
0: okay
1: which is a fucking burden on anyone Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, guilt's one of the lowest fucking, lowest vibrational emotions, and like with shame, it can really destruct self, create like self destruction, hey, in the body and torment. Mm. Have you found that you've like let that go and found forgiveness for that, or is it still sort of bug you a little bit?
1: It's been it's been hard to take stock recently. Uh, when I was more, when I had more time on my hands, I think like lately, this is just a reality check for me. It's like I need to get back in touch with what. Everything means to me and what I'm feeling rather than mm-hmm. just like going balls deep into every day and going as hard as I can. But um, I think it was in the past, but there's still probably a bit there now.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. Whose love did you crave most growing up and who'd you have to be to get it?
1: I would say women um, that were, I wasn't related to just because I had been broken up with twice. Um, my first two adult relationships, um, I got dumped. Uh, Probably Mm. for being a a shit bloke, um, I can can get that now. But, you know, it's just kind of ego hurt. And then obviously Mm. you crave what you haven't had. And then you start getting in destructive relationships or like not relationships, but like flings with people that are really not good for you. Yeah. Um, And that, that would probably summarize my first like
0: 18 to 25. Yeah. Wow. So you were sort of like putting your charm on to get the attention of girls and like being like the Mr. Pleaser.
1: Yeah, I would, and then it would just end up bad because you just end up attracting the wrong people. If you're putting on a facade and someone thinks you're something, and then you're really not, it's just oh yeah, it ends up ends up up bad.
0: Totally, dude. Fucking just misalignment. They go, oh, you're an actual, you're actually the devil. (laughs) Yeah. Deep down, get to know you after three months, you're like, oh fuck, who's that guy?
1: Yeah. Like for for real,
0: for real, man. I feel that. Does did that, did that have anything to do with your relationship with your parents at all? Like, would you ever relate that to your relationship with your mum? It
1: wouldn't be. Yeah, I like, I don't think so. Like, it, this isn't one of those stories where I had, like, a bad growing up at all. My parents did everything they could for me. Um, mm, I'm not nice. sure of it. So I had, like, a, yeah. Well, my whole family is, like, an immigrant family from Germany who didn't really have any family. It's just my mum, dad, and sister. Yeah. Um, so there was no, like... My parents were great. Like, I can't really blame anything on them. And, mm. yeah, I wouldn't. I'm aware enough to know if it was, but, yeah, I don't think so.
0: Yeah, cool. Interesting. Um, let's talk about your lowest point in your life. I want to go down to, like, a point where you just felt like everything was caving in on you. And if suicide was ever a factor, like, did it ever cross your mind? Lowest point in my life,
1: man there's been a few um i'd say like when my gym closed for corona that was pretty low um when we got the government announcement i'd say like when i yeah i was seeing a girl um and then yeah it just went not well with my friends and they were kind of annoyed at me and that was pretty low but i don't think suicide has ever been a thought for me really because it's always the thought of like who else am i damaging with Mm -hmm. this and i was like i'm too fucking proud as well (laughs) Mm. to ever take i feel like it's an easy option for a lot of people suicide's Mm. definitely not not been there for me
0: cool wow interesting so like just to clarify there was two situations you explained you're not seeing a girl now during corona that was an old situation
1: yeah that was an old situation yeah
0: steph's tuning in right now sorry steph
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's and really She's like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, interesting, it couldn't have been. Man. I've been in the house all day, like for two months. You know, like there would have been no possible plausible way for me to do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, yeah. look, man, I appreciate I appreciate that uh, authenticity and that realness there because Corona was just recently, and yeah. you know, you've been on this this journey for a while now, doing you know, changing your life, being more self reflective, all that, and. People listening now might think, oh, you know, like I've got such a long way to go and, or like I've not made it yet. It's a process. We still go through shit every day. We just have tools to help us unpack it. Yeah. Like I want to make that very clear. This is not something where you get to and you're enlightened. You just know how to deal with shit better whereas you don't, yeah. look, you don't look at other people or other things as like your saviour.
1: Yeah. You can roll with the punches a lot more and you can take a lot more punches.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Tolerance is built up. Talk to me about... Um, that that situation with that that girl like that breakup like was there a significant moment of awakening through that after that or you know what was the significant moment of awakening for you it was just like fuck it i'm out i'm doing something different
1: the girl was super destructive um she was super bad news like didn't realize her own shit uh, which was i probably didn't realize her own shit at that time either and it's just like she was quite negative um, and this is not a mirror on myself this is like this girl was actually negative um Mm. and then every day was just like a fucking drag you know like she was on the outside externally she was like a 10 out of 10 and then like internally she was like a 1 out of 10 Mm. and i'm like cool am i with this girl because she looks good or am i with this girl because she's a great person and at that point i was like you know what, stop being a superficial motherfucker and just going for the outside stuff and let's start looking at the inside stuff. Um, like, I don't know what her deal was, daddy issues or something's happened in her past with other guys and then she was putting that on me and, and like, I have no idea, but it ended that one quick smart and got out of there. Um, it just got like zero to hundred real quick um,
0: and then got yeah, out okay. of there.
1: I just, it was just like a realisation. I was like, what am I doing?
0: That sounds like a good realisation to have, to go, I'm mm. going to start looking for more wholeness in my relationships yeah hey. and not
1: just the 10 out of 10 looks Everyone's good on Instagram. looking
0: yeah dude yeah. Fuck, that's a killer man and now i'm listening to this is like don't look for the external validation because mm. you'll never find any feeling of that inside long term at least you might feel good yeah. in the moment and go yeah fuck yeah i got some shit happened for me don't i but then all of a sudden when you're by yourselves the doors closed and you're in bed and you're weeping you wonder why
1: yeah no one's gonna look good forever as well like that's the thing everything goes bad eventually like all grapes turn sour on the outside that's it that's it so
0: you better love what's on the inside
1: fuck man that's not
0: true well so tell me about like that point where you you know the awakening point where you just jumped out of that old lifestyle that you had what what triggered that change
1: I think it was just like one too many. Like I've gone too hard here. Like you wake up the next day and you're like, man, I could actually end it today Mm. and it would ease the pain. And I'm like, why am I keep doing myself to this? I don't know what it was. I think it was on the camp that I went to um, on the real movement camp where we were talking about um, what we want. Yeah, actually, I think it was after that. So my mentor, Keegan Smith, he said to me, if you had a son and he grew up to be just like you, would you be proud? (laughs) And I was like, I am an actual piece of shit. (laughs) Mm. Like, what am I doing with myself? Um, And then I was like, no fucking way. If my kids grew up like me, I'd be like disappointed because of the dumb shit I was doing in my life. Um, And like, no purpose, no values, no vision, nothing like that. And like, I believe to have... To live a life of purpose, you need to have a purpose. Um, Mm. And I had no purpose. And I was just being like everyone else stuck in the fucking rat wheel, rat wheel living for the weekends doing the dumb shit chasing the tail doing
0: that mm, wow man that's fucking awesome so <laughs> i it's such a good question like like if you think about that you just want your child to be the best and like yeah it's just a, and i think some people can go yeah, yeah i am but they don't really look deeper enough and they go have a yeah. good look at yourself because i feel like yeah. if i ask that question to like the men's group i'm running some, sometimes or you know just like some people that are still stuck in the pride a little bit they might not actually say yes mm. or they might they, sorry they might say yes you know mm. and and that without Until they looking, yeah totally and then
1: like are you really fucking living you know i always mm. ask myself that is this fucking living
0: mm. because
1: time is running out like
0: we're gonna get eventually. to 60 70 man and we're gonna look back and go you're not going to look back at every day. You're going to look back at the fucking good memories that you set yourself. And yeah. you're going to look, did I do enough? Did I do enough to be here? Or was I still people-pleasing everyone? And was I still was I still trying to put a smile on people's backs, which, which ultimately fucking led me down the drain? Yeah. You've got to ask yourself that. I agree. That. <clears throat> 100%. Was healing a part of your journey, man? Like going from after that, like you said, you did NLP. What... It sounds like it was. What type of modality was actually helping you the most?
1: Yeah, I did a lot of NLP. Um, So during the courses, you obviously meet other practitioners and you do swap sessions. Um, So I did a lot of swap sessions with a couple of other coaches. Um, Interestingly enough, they're all women, um, which I don't know, maybe there's something in that as well. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I was seeking advice from women almost, well, not advice, but help. Um, so I did some coaching with Taryn Williams, um, she's an NLP coach. And I did some with, man, I can't believe I forgot her name on the spot, um, but they were both in my master's module. Um, so we did a lot of back and forth work. And for me, it's like, once you're aware and you're conscious and then someone just points it out, you can go and just unravel all the shit in your own mm. head and just work out why you do it and then forgive and, you know, get over it. But um, I think having someone else point that out, a professional is really good. Um, so a lot of self-healing work, a lot of, like, just understanding my own bullshit.
0: Dialogue sort uh, of stuff.
1: Yeah, dialogue, language. I'm using stories I tell myself why, limiting beliefs, negative emotions, you know, gestalt lines and, you know, fear, hurt, anger, yeah, all those just tracking back to see where they come from um a lot of it's just been self-work over time and then i've had business coaches in the past and business coaching uh, eh? yeah it's always like get your shit together it's like the analogy of like a car and the driver and you are the driver and your business is a car And without having a good driver your business isn't going to run so let's work on the driver and find out why the driver is not functioning optimally
0: Mm Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- so for those people not li- for listening now don't quite know what NLP is. It's neuro-linguistic programming. It's basically the, the mind, man, the subconscious program. How do we look at that and can we say, you know, we got goals. Are we, do we have the program that says I can get you to that goal? Yeah. A lot of us don't. You know, that's where sabotage kicks in and, and, ruined, and ruins our, our potential for hope <clears throat> and change. Love it. Um, I know you said your friend group changed. Tell us about that. How did you deal with that? Is it, a, is it changed completely and forever, you know, when you shifted out of the old group or is it sort of come back full circle now?
1: It's funny that like last night I had my birthday dinner for my mates, um, which was good. So I had 20 people over, a mixture of old friends from the past and then new friends from like the fitness crew now. Mm. Um, so I've still got like my best mate from when I was four years old. He came last night. I haven't seen him in a year, but it was good Mm. to reconnect. And they're my best mate from high school, so they were probably like the two best mates. They're still there now. Mm. Um, So I think they can see past all the the shit and leaving the group and not going out and not doing all that dumb shit anymore, and they're like they're friends again. And then I've got my new values, which is like health, fitness, um, you know, mindset, Mm. overcoming bullshit that kind of stuff they're like my new crew um almost like i mentored them i find them to be a bit younger than me most of them um Mm. which is interesting as well
0: Mm. yeah interesting it's funny that hey it's like as your values change your friend group naturally do change because your conversations want to change and you can't have conversations with people that don't share the same values because they generally don't serve you
1: yeah yeah. And, yeah, I think as you get a bit older, it's like you want a relationship to serve you or a friendship or anything, you know? Like there's got to be some enjoyment there, even if you're not getting anything. Like I'm not saying you got to get something out of everything. I'm just saying like there's got to be some enjoyment. Yeah, like, but... I don't want to go and talk about, you know, fucking doing this girl on the weekend or doing this yeah, drug totally. or like going to this festival or, you know, I want to talk about like what books you've read, what you got out of it, stories, yeah, yeah. like maybe conspiracy theories, like something that just gets your mind... Ticking. Um, ticking at a higher vibration.
0: Totally, brother. Feel that, man. Um, what part of your conscious journey are you most grateful for, bro?
1: What part of my conscious journey am I most grateful for? I would say meeting my partner, Steph, now. Um, I think that has been an interesting journey for me. When we first got into a relationship, I was sort of work and she was not work. Um, so it was like kind of pointing out her, like, what i was feeling and relaying that to her and she's like slowly got worker over time so kind of oh, growing together yeah like bringing each other up and calling each other out on our bullshit and if we have an argument then you know 30 minutes later talking about it and then you know making yeah. sure things don't fester whereas like a lot of couples have a fucking argument they'll one will move out for a week and then you know they'll yeah, break up yeah. but it's like cool understanding our own bullshit so i think like on the conscious journey is like finding a life partner that has been
0: amazing yeah fuck yeah man i feel that brother like someone that you can just grow with hey that's willing to go willing to go there too
1: yeah there is um yeah from what i've heard from friends and stuff there's not many people Mm -hmm. like that out, out there
0: yeah i mean i get messages on instagram and stuff from a few of my uh girlfriends from here and they're like Send me all the woke, any woke men in the interview that are single. Just tag tag me in that in that post. <laughs> they're looking for it, say eh? they're looking for it. They're looking for the conscious man. <clears throat> hunting, hunting on the prowl. Man, last question. What's one tip that you would give your old self who's just starting this journey?
1: Like the ego is the enemy, and and drop the ego. And in any situation or um, problem that presents itself step back and analyze and look for the solution rather than always thinking about the negatives of it Mm, yeah
0: well how would you explain the ego to your old self he goes what the fuck's
1: that that?" like that icky feeling inside that you get when something presents itself is just a reflection of something that you don't like about yourself or something doesn't sit right with you Mm. and i always say like every single person in the world has a different perception of situations that may happen so like if i'm holding a piece of paper here and on this side there's words and on this side it's blank it's like we're both in the same situation but we're both seeing different things Mm. so it's like how you fit into reality and your perception of reality is like basically in in short take a step back and just look at the bigger picture of what is happening in any situation
0: amen boom to that well that's been a fucking awesome interview got really direct (laughs) sharp deep Appreciate your time, brother, and I am. Um, I'm glad you're taking steps in this on this uh, path now to help others, and yeah. doing with with Helix and doing your mindset camps and your training camps. Like it's it's awesome, man, and I'm glad to share your story through Woke Man series.
1: Thanks so much for having me. Excited to share it with my community. Um, and hopefully inspire some other guys if there's any guys out there that resonate with my journey please feel free to reach out i'm happy to yeah. chat and connect and help anyone
0: fucking amen i'll put your um instagram on here so they can uh, just dm you there and those listening who are seeking that change be brave and just take the leap much love, everyone. Peace.
1: Woke man, bring love and just be. I got love in my eyes, bro. I can't
0: see. I'm gonna be who I'm destined to be. Wokeness is taking my old self away. Yeah, I put love into me. I'm spreading that love. Yo, don't you see? Grab your cacao and drink it with me. Cause wokeness is taking my old self away. Woke man, wokey woke man. Woke man, wokey
1: woke man. Woke man. Woke woke man bring love and just be Woke man woke woke man woke man woke woke man woke man Wokey woke man bring love and just be